Hello again, legends, and welcome to episode two of this season of the Lowdown Podcast. Coming in hot from the Advanced Acting Classes production of Anonymous, we have Matthew Blackwell and Chris De La Cruz. My name is Jack Townsend. I'm joined by my co-host, Mustafa Alam, and this is the Lowdown. Hi, guys. So first things first, um, Mr. Blackwell. Yes. A lot of people may be unfamiliar with your role in the, in the school. For our listeners not involved in fine arts at Lillian Osborne, can you tell everyone who you are and what you do in the fine arts department here at Osborne? Wow. People don't know us. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bit of a shock. I know you. Yeah, yeah it's true. Knows Jack knows us. And, I don't. Uh, I don't. Me personally, I have well, no idea what Well, this is a great meet and greet. Yeah. yeah. Come by the theater. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Um, well, I guess I'll go first. Sure. Um, so I'm Matthew Blackwell. Um, I'm the department head of fine arts here at the school, so... Uh, that means I basically oversee all of the fine arts. <laughs> um, very, very good answer. Um, and uh, yeah, I teach uh, theater classes, um, drama, advanced acting, and tech theater with Chris. Um, and um, I don't know. I like uh, long walks. That's me. I don't like long walks, actually. Kind of detest them. We have one like, one like that we got, and it's not even true. <laughs> it's not true falsehoods on the internet how could you matthew (laughs) (laughs) that's jokes uh well uh i also don't like long walks uh but uh yeah my name is chris de la cruz Uh, i'm theater tech here Uh, i help uh teach tech theater and i teach intro to theater design and uh yeah that's what i do here Uh, Mr. Blackwell, I know you play in a band outside of school and How also do, you know do that? some acting <laughs> in your spare time. But yes. we'll get We have people on the inside. Okay. To, <laughs> we have some scouts. Yeah, but tell us more about that. Um, what do you want to know? Um, let's see. So yeah, I I play in a couple of bands. I play guitar. Um Yep. <laughs> uh one is called Belonging. We're kind of more of like a punky 90s alternative band and then the other one is spruce island which is more of like a folky kind of band where i play bass and um you can check us out on Bandcamp. yahoo Woo. we we love the self-promotion yes got a got a personal favorite song of yours mm, oh boy hmm um Sorry, Rock Lobster. Rock. Well, yes, that's, that's like your, a personal favorite in general. Song, right? Yes, yeah, I'm. I am the B52s. Uh, no, uh, personal favorite. I don't know. You know, in Belonging, there's like three of us in the band, and each person writes uh, writes music for the band. So. Um, I feel like the two other people in the band are much better songwriters than I am. So anything they wrote, those are those are my favorite. There's the ones. You, you got any song names? We can get check check those ones out. <laughs> uh, you could check it out. Um, I I can't promise that we don't swear in our songs though, so I don't want to like promo promo it too hard. <laughs> uh, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah, pretty pretty intense. Any struggles with being in a band by chance? Like, can you think of? Um, I think the only thing is that uh, you know teaching is a very much a full time job, so mm-hmm. being in a band is also like or sometimes kind of goes on the back burner, I guess. So all right, yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. The Fine Arts at Lillian Osborne offers a truly comprehensive approach to artistic education. Whether you're interested in performing arts, the technical aspects of the arts, 
visual arts, or music, there's bound to be an opportunity for you to grow as a creative, compassionate, and thoughtful young artist. Simply go to lohs.ca slash arts to learn more about all our fine arts courses we offer here at Lillian Osborne. Okay, so now that we know a little bit more about the both of you and your roles here at Lillian and just your hobbies, the things you love to do in your spare time. Uh, Chris, what's, what's Chris's hobby? You know what? Before we get into this next question, Chris, sure. do you have any hobbies? Uh, do I have hobbies? Movies and books and video games. Oh, which video uh, games? Uh, I've recently been playing Dead Cells Ooh. for the first time. Ooh. How's I've that? heard some very good things about uh, Dead Cells. It's been good. It's been good. It's, uh, it's made me think I'm okay at video games. <laughs> oh, real? Yeah, but I haven't lost this. Which step. is funny because that's but a I'm game st- designed to make you feel the opposite. Feel bad at games. Yeah. yeah. I got to the. I mean, for those of you that care, I got to the final boss on my first life. First try. First, first try. Time. Have that's you ever done that before? Very impressive. No. No. That was my first try. First try as well. Yeah. They should call it alive cells they when you're playing. Do that. They as should. someone who knows nothing about dead cells aside the. From the fact that it's a roguelike, that is very impressive to know. This is what I hear. This yes, is what I'm told. Exactly. This is my first roguelike. So, <laughs> so my Your hobby first? right now is discovering that I like roguelikes. Fantastic. Fantastic. I hear Hades is good. I That's hear this one. too. I've been told. Yeah. I can endorse this. Yes. Yeah. 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 And before right. I before I had a kid, I, I had I had more hobbies. <laughs> I did. I used to ride a bike. <laughs> I don't have that time anymore though. <laughs> You can't ride bikes anymore? I've lost the ability to ride. Actually? Right? It's the one no, thing they no, don't no, tell no. you. But I, used to ride them, I used to ride them lots. Like I would oh, go on bike okay, tours. Okay, okay, okay. Don't people say that like picking things up easily again is like riding a bike? It, that's just not true. Not from for what me. I hear. That's just <laughs> no, false. No, that's the opposite for me. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Chris, uh, I got to know. why. What made you choose to pursue a career in theater? It's kind of funny. I was 24 and aimless, uh, just mostly living with roommates and staying up late and whatever that comes with. And uh, (laughs) I was like, well, I need to do something. And so I've always really loved movies and and watching them. And uh, um, I've always just really enjoyed uh, the editing that goes into like movies and TV and how that helps tell a story. And so I initially wanted to go to school to become a film editor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, there's a, a film program uh, at Red Deer College, but you needed two years of theater tech first before you could take the film uh, portion of that of that school. And so I did two years of theater tech at Grant McEwen and I just absolutely fell in love with theater. Like I had zero experience with theater before that. Like I think the first play I ever saw was the the month before going into theater school, so that I could uh, at least go into theater school and say I watched uh, one play. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, did it and just kind of fell in love with being backstage. I fell in love with how. Uh, live it is and just all the the mistakes uh, that can happen and just how high stakes it feels all the time with like hundreds of people in the audience and that uh, you're just kind of reacting to a new thing uh, happening on stage every night so awesome that's what that's why that's what right that's that like that you just picked it up in university that's really like motivational like for me specifically because like my Mm. biggest i think my biggest regret 
in high school is not taking like drama, not taking advanced acting because it seems like a lot of fun and it seems like it'd be something I'd be pretty good at. Even at, like, film studies, even is general. film studies. Yes. Like I yeah. take it right now, right? Same. It's probably the probably my favorite class. If I'm being very honest with you, like besides the writing part of it, <laughs> pro- yeah. pro- producing it is so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Like, I even feel like I'd enjoy like the writing portion yeah. of it. I'm not a writing guy. Like I do not like writing in English, and even that like seems like fun because it's actually like creative writing. Mm, pretty so, much. I don't yeah. know. But it's yeah. good to know that like there are opportunities for that outside of just hey, if you miss it in high school, you're done. Oh, absolutely. And again, I took like six years off of school. So, well, I'd say, I, I think teach their own. And if you decide to take some time off, uh, that's okay. Because you can be me. And that's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. You, for for the low, low price of uh, staying out of school for six years, you can be Chris Delacruz. Yeah. That's a pretty good pitch. That's, that's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Really, most people don't know who I am. So I don't know if that really <laughs> that's, means That's what people. we're here to do today. That's great. And uh, Blackwell, what like what inspired you to to pursue like teaching for for drama, for advanced acting, for like theater? Um, so uh, some elements of Chris's story are kind of similar to mine. Like I, um, theater wasn't a huge part of my life in high school. Kind of kind of like you, Jack. Actually, mm-hmm. like I didn't I didn't take drama in high school at all. Um, I didn't like the drama teacher at my high school. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> um, name them. On the drag tea, drag them, did you say? I said name them. Oh. <laughs> 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 Ms. Beach, if you're listening. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but I was like, uh, kind of like your, your prototypical Lillian Osborne nerd. Like I took AP calculus and physics and biology and, chemistry and all of those things but I did do as many of the like extracurricular drama things as I could and specifically I did improv quite a lot in high school and so then after I finished high school um, I started working as an improviser in Regina which is where I'm from and uh, so that was kind of where I sort of got my like feet wet in drama and I sort of at the last minute chose drama as my minor when I was applying for education uh, at the U of R. So um, then I kind of got a little bit of training in it at university, but um, I'm actually an English major, funnily enough. And uh, yeah, I I decided to go into teaching because kind of like Chris, I have a ton of different interests. I love reading and writing and watching movies and uh, doing improv and making art and going on vacations and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And so I've quite honestly, I was like, well, teaching is kind of like a good fit for somebody who is good, pretty good at lots of things, but not excellent at one thing. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I just kind of then kept falling into drama teaching. Like I uh, started doing it in Regina. And then uh, when I moved to Edmonton, the drama teacher at the previous school I was at uh, didn't want to teach drama anymore. So they were like, we heard you've done drama before. And I was like, kind of. And then I (laughs) took that over and then uh, started doing musical theater there. So, yeah, it's just kind of been a a series of of pileups. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, now that I, you like mentioning that you're an English major that like really got me thinking like, have you, I probably know the answer to this. Have you like written a, a, like a play 
yourself that's ever like seen the light of day? I have. Uh, yes, I. That's I, a good I question. I didn't know this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I wrote a play that. I'm learning something new today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wrote a play that uh, I produced at the Fringe in Regina in 2006, and then that play weirdly got picked up by this like local one act play publisher, and so there are, I guess, from time to time, still schools that perform the one act play that I wrote almost 20 years it's, ago. It's so, out in the world. Yeah. So it's you're just there. swimming in royalties? So <laughs> many royalties, <laughs> i.e. zero dollars. None of them. <laughs> like a like a proud parent to your child out in the world. It was, it was one of those real like, we'll pay you an exposure kind oh, of scenarios. No. Oh, how was that? <laughs> no way you got got by that. I'm yeah. so sorry, Blackwell. So it's okay. You're like doing like a fashion show at the mall. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. Anyways, so transitioning onto that, is there a specific time that either of you can think of in your personal careers where a show was running under especially stressful circumstances or you encountered impossible difficulties along the way? Like COVID? Yeah. COVID? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we kind of got hit by a doing, pandemic. Doing for theater the past during few COVID, years. I guess. Yeah. We had two plays during the 2020, 2021 years. So that would have been. I think both That's of like your first of, year here? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. Both of those plays are, I think, completely unlike anything either mm-hmm. of us have ever done. Like the musical was one where we had to do it in two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the singers had to record their singing from home because at that point people weren't allowed to sing in person. Um, <laughs> they, and then. We synced up the stuff that they recorded at home live, and then we filmed it all in one shot. So that was <laughs> that was the musical. And then, mm-hmm. uh, because I guess all of the other aspects weren't stressful enough, we decided to do it in one shot. Right. I mean, yeah. to to add to that, I mean, I guess people think like normally you would film a musical in one shot, but not the kind that we did. So every song was its own story. So we did an individual set for every song and we built i don't know 10 to 12 individual sets around the like we collapsed the seats in and we had all these sets in different corners of the theater and then shot it with like a a a move like a camera that that moved with us and we went from song to song and so over uh an hour and a half it was just uncut going from song to song uh changing uh sets in the background and so if anything went wrong it would be in the final cut because we just did it in one continuous shot. Wow. And so, yeah, we did that because uh, it's it's just not a lot of fun to watch uh, musicals on TV mm-hmm. uh, unless like <laughs> you have a big budget with like lots of editing and what have you, which we didn't have. And so <laughs> to kind of keep that sort of live feel of it, we we kind of raised the stakes and and tried to see if we could film the whole thing mistake free. Uh, and we did by the fifth try. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and incredibly still... stressful. <laughs> could you explain which try was the most hardest by chance? Like probably the first, the first one I imagine it was, well, there was also one where something, I can't remember now exactly what happened, but something just went sort of like very wrong in the middle of it. And then we, mm. I think we just stopped and just tossed that one out and started <laughs> and over. Had to, and had to start over. <laughs> yeah. Full on start over. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. You can still find it. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
Where can you find it? <laughs> uh, LOHS.ca slash a better world. That's where it, it lives. Yeah. I will have to check this one out. Yeah, I, yeah. I, with my tiny little little baby boy brain, am probably not going to remember the link the entire way through the podcast. I'll I'll remember it when this episode goes live. I'll be fine. I'll yeah. be able to check it out then. Yeah, yeah. The only way I'll remember that is because yesterday was like International Happiness Day, apparently. Really? So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but... A better world it is. Well, sorry, guys. Happiness can't be allowed anymore. It's not International Happiness Day anymore. No. <laughs> uh, that's funny. No more happiness. <laughs> Great. Now, it must be so nice, like, having someone that you can work with to manage, like, all the stress and all the pressures of a show. Uh, how's it working as a duo on, like, different productions? And uh, what have you learned working, like, so closely with each other? Funny stories would be very appreciated for this. Sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, I'm sure the funny stories will come. but uh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, something that we've discovered is that we, we approach things very, in a very similar way. Like we, uh, Chris will, will get ideas at like 10 at night and text me about them. And then I'll be like, yeah, let's try it out. I don't know. Like, um, yeah, I think we, we tend to just kind of, come up with things that seem slightly outlandish and then just think like, okay, well, how could we actually do that? You know? And that's, that's been a lot of fun to sort of figure out. Um, I don't yeah. know if you have any other thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, I think we, uh, I think we strive to do things in a way that like, maybe not, uh, has never been done that way before, but maybe in a like not obvious sort of yeah. way. And so with the filming of that musical with, uh, last year with Chicago, we collapsed all the seats and made it like a, uh, what kind of a cabaret, uh, a style. cabaret style um, venue to see the show in. Um, and so, yeah, I guess we just try to think big and then we're both pretty good at like being realistic about that later, sobering <laughs> up later and uh, realizing Rational that. Thought, will you say? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, just kind of, you know, maybe achieving 75% of that. But, uh, but yeah, we do have a really good time working together. Like I think we hit it off pretty quick and, uh, we're buds. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, it's just fun working with a good friend of yours, um, uh, doing shows and, and, uh, building, building big, cool things together too. Has there any been any arguments, like severe arguments? Any drama. any drama? I don't really feel like drama I... Drama and drama. Ooh. I don't feel like I really get into arguments in general. Like I right. kind of just shrivel up and into a little like uh, turtle kind of mode, you know? Such yeah. Such a kind-hearted soul. Yeah, we're both, we're both pretty chill. I don't know. Not really. Yeah, like no. I think we're... Even if we have a disagreement on what we want to do, I think we're, we're both pretty good at... Uh, delivering that news to each other in a reasonable, nice sort of way. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, but we, 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 we normally really like each other's ideas, so they, we, we normally just go with them. So, Two bright yeah. thinkers. Yeah, you guys yeah. definitely don't seem like the kind of people who would get into arguments, which is actually, that's a good lead into this. Uh, how's, how does the whole like dynamic work between you guys, like actually in the moment, in the, the production process? Sure. Good question. Good learning moment. Yeah. Um, I think like because our roles um, in general are sort of somewhat defined, like there's certainly elements where like, you know, when I was at my previous school, like I, I was, 
I was on my own. So I like I was doing kind of the acting side and the tech side, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris has been an, around in theater for long enough where he he also knows like what's going to kind of work on stage with with acting and stuff and like is totally like totally does give like awesome notes on the acting side of things too. But I think tech uh, typically we kind of like end up sort of like uh like at least on the last production like I would sort of focus a little bit more on the acting side of things and Chris would kind of work on the tech side of things and then we'd meet in the middle and just kind of try to figure out how those two things really like integrate with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Blackwell directs the show and teaches the advanced acting class. And so I almost am never around that. So (laughs) when I, when we bring the pieces together, it's kind of the first time I'm seeing the show itself uh, and then I work with the designers, uh, so I um, kind of help them express their ideas and, and, and try to be realistic about those two with uh, just the constraints of, of being in a high school and the time we have to pull these things off. And so we work on that together. But then I'd say that Blackwell and I kind of get to work together a lot in the it coming together part, right? Because we both teach the tech theater class together. So yeah. so we, we cut to just constantly... Uh, have the acting side and design side kind of talking to each other all the time, which I find to be kind of a strength of how we do things here and, and the program here. Yeah, well, wow, that sounds awesome. Like it's it's less stress for for both of you, for like because you don't have to do everything by yourself and Absolutely. manage. I feel like they're dependent on one another exactly like, equally, though. That's yeah. The thing. yeah, and 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 weirdly, like our strengths kind of cover each other's weaknesses. Yeah, so that's a good it's, way. It's kind of it just sort of. Uh, randomly worked out that way. Like I'm more on the like building construction side and Blackwell has way more uh, sound design, video design skills than, than I do. And neither of us have costume design skills. So we're still looking for, <laughs> so we're still looking for a third teacher. Do you know how to help. do costume design? We're dying here. <laughs> Let them know. Get, get these know. men some you know help. What? Get a good costume designer. <laughs> you know what's hilarious now. is when I was in university and I took uh, my like university theater design class, mm-hmm. the avenue that I picked was costume design. <laughs> Where are those skills? Yeah, they're gone. Where they're they long go? gone. What happened to them? Like my biking skills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that. Did a child take that from you too? <laughs> yes, precisely. Uh, great. Okay. Awesome. All right. So sometimes the art in theory can be lo- overlooked. Is there anything you find important about the arts? What you do that you want? What what you do that you want to share with anyone who's listening? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, I think that. Um, the arts are so, so important. Um, Absolutely. Like, like I talked earlier about how, like my experience in high school and like the many things that I felt like I kind of missed out on by focusing so exclusively on the academic side of things. Um, it, it really doesn't matter um, like what your avenue is that you're thinking about in the future. Like, even if you're like, I want to be an architect or like, I want to be an engineer and like build bridges. To me, it's like somebody who builds bridges, but also knows something about like art and design mm. and uh, empathy for the world and things like that. It's going to just make you like a better person and a and better even at, at those things. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really passionate about like people trying things out. Um, 
like the sense of community that you get, uh, the experiences that you get, all of those things are uh, almost like irreplaceable. And uh, it's high school is such a good time to like try those things out. Um, speaking of which, Chris, if you could improve one thing about the arts at basically the school, what would it be? Yeah, Chris, what would you improve? <laughs> Pray tell. What would you? One thing. What aspect <laughs> would you improve thing. our? Fine establishment. How much with. time do you guys got? <laughs> oh, uh, just for the listeners at home, Chris has pulled out a large book, like a very large book. Oh, um, all of those pages are full, huh? Every sure last are. one. Uh, <laughs> ooh, that's a loaded question. Uh, but one thing, just the most important thing I'd say. Yeah. I guess that just more people should try them. Honestly, oh, uh, I'm feeling targeted by this response. Well, I, I wish it too. I like I'm, I'm living. I <laughs> I'm living vicariously through uh, the experience that's available to the students here because we, uh, I've worked in like professional theater for 13 years before coming here. I've worked with uh, a ton of incredible artists, professional artists in town. And uh, I say this truthfully that I've met some of the most talented artists um, I've ever met here and they all work here. And the students here have the opportunity to to, to learn from them, to, to be around them. And uh, there's just so much opportunity to um, grow as an artist and just grow as a person by like being around the, the incredible staff that we have um, in our fine arts department here. So the biggest thing I'd improve um, is that more people should, uh, I don't know, maybe they've got a spare and they're just sitting in the <laughs> What do you think is the fault for that? Like, What's that? What, what do you think is like the fault for that? Like the uh, lack of... You know, I don't know. Like it's... Is it the lack of recognition, do you think? Uh, I don't think lack of recognition. I just think, I just think, I, I, I also understand that. I think being in high school is exhausting just with mm -hmm. uh, all that you guys have to do. Like I, I just see it. It's, it's more work than I have to do. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, how you all still ride bicycles? I have no idea. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you forgot. <laughs> yeah, I just it, yeah, you'll forget at my age. Um, yeah, so I, I get that. You know, you just need a break. So maybe sometimes, but um, I don't know. You, you only have like one shot at high school, and I look back and I took all the spares I possibly could so I could sleep in <laughs> or sit in the hallway and just get like sick eating uh, hot and ready pizzas and uh, <laughs> uh, I like I wish I could just go back in time and like partake in like the amazing community that we have uh, in the fine arts uh, uh, department here so mm. there's just any class is incredible like even if you've got just like a small interest in it it's you can start at any level here like yeah. in dance uh, half those students, I think, have never taken dance before, but they take dance because they're just interested in dancing. And then by grade 12, they're just out on stage looking just as great as anybody else has done dance their whole life. Same with digital music, same guitar, same with band, same with drama, like all of it. Like you can just kind of enter it at any level. You know, like we've had so many students join advanced acting or tech theater in grade 12. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It doesn't, just because it's, just because you're going into grade 12 doesn't mean you have to take a grade 12 class. You're just going to go experience that, that new thing. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, so that's, that's what's wrong. It's you. It's, <laughs> it's the students. Any tens and elevens, you know what to do next year. Yeah. Maybe even twelves too. If, like, if, if I could say 
one thing. Yeah. Look inward. <laughs> just we are the problem students. Um, but no, just to jump on what Chris was saying, like the other thing that's that was kind of wild for me coming to this school, because both Chris and I came here three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the previous school I was at, the fine arts consisted of art, drama, and band, right? Those are the three things we offered. Um, here, it's like, we have digital music, we have film, right? We have um, all these different avenues for people to to try things out. And so why not, right? Like you never you never know what path your, your life is going to take. Like I thought I was going to be like a journalist. <laughs> Bullet dodge. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but, uh, you, you know. You hate your job, didn't you? Sorry? You want to hate your job. <laughs> I did, it wouldn't that be that I would hate it. It's just that it might not exist. <laughs> um, but, you know, like uh, now, like you mentioned before, like I am in a band, like digital music and guitar would have actually been so helpful, right? Like they would have given me even more of like a, a head start on those things. Yeah. So Yeah, just we have a student that uh, did tech theater this year for their first time. They're in grade 12. So they're grade 12 taking this grade 10 tech theater class and they've uh, they've enjoyed it so much that they're actually going to apply to school to for tech theater. So even in grade twelve, they just took this class and then found possibly their career. Right. So it just it's never too late. I think that's just the I got rejected yeah, off tech yeah. theater. That was uh, what? oh that hey was, that next was time. And yeah, yeah uh, well, I, I'd probably love to go down that same route, too. It sure does suck. This is my last semester of high school. All right. may, maybe in my next life or whatever. Yeah. I'll give it yeah. a shot. I'll try to remember. Yeah. So, um, don't be me, right? <laughs> I'll specifically not be you at this stage and try don't. to be you later in my life. Yeah, remember how to ride a bike, time. though. I'll try to remember how to <laughs> remember ride how a bike. To bike. That's what I have yeah. to do. Okay, Don't have a kid. I've I've been waiting to talk about this one. I'm I'm leaning in real close. Mm. I'm mm. I'm getting ready. I'm prepping myself Me mentally, too. physically, uh, emotionally. <laughs> you have just wrapped up one of your many successful full-length plays, Anonymous. Spectacular, by the way. Oh, thank Excellent. you. Claps, I, please. Absolutely, yes. A, a, a whole round of two people giving applause. I know. Uh, it was so... I really enjoyed good. it. So congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Um, do you think you guys could take us behind the scenes and give our listeners a little bit of a sneak peek and all the moving parts that can make a, a show come together and, and be so awesome and be so cool? Sure, yeah. Um, well, with this particular play, um, you know, it's... It's funny that we just ended it now, but the process for it actually started, I think, last April. That's when we picked, wow. that's when we play, picked the play. So, um, nearly a full year. Yeah, basically. So, um, you know, uh, after our last year's play, uh, She Kills Monsters, which Jack designed the poster for, I got twenty dollars. You sure did. <laughs> Um, I still feel bad about that, actually. (laughs) You want 20 bucks, Blackwell? (laughs) No, 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 no. you you got to get paid for your work. Um, But anyways, after we finished She Kills Monsters, uh, one of our cast members, uh, Sophia Sharif, she she came to me and she said, you know, like, advanced acting has been going for two years. We've done these, these plays. Is there any sort of possibility of doing plays that have more 
culturally specific um, narratives, right? Because the the population at Lillian Osborne is diverse, and a lot of plays either get written as this could be played by anybody, or more specifically, these roles are for white people, right? And so um, she put together this fantastic resource of plays, um, many of like most of which, unfortunately, just had really small casts, and so that kind of set uh, me on the track of doing some research and finding a play that would work, um, that kind of would uh, have more of those culturally specific uh, elements, but that had a large cast that could accommodate a lot of people. So um, found the script for Anonymous, read it, loved it, and then uh, brought that to Chris. And then we met at a Starbucks in like August and <laughs> just went through the play and we were like, okay, how are we going to make this play that has like, I don't know, 15 different locations work? That's always one of the biggest challenges in theater is like, if you have to travel to a whole bunch of different locations, how are you going to make that read on stage and make those transitions smooth and uh, not take forever, right? So. Yeah, there were I, I there were so many moving parts to that. Like it seemed like it was it would be really hard to put together. And you guys, you guys and the entire team behind it did a really good job, I'd say. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to piggyback on that part of it. Uh, sure. Yeah. So yeah, I guess um, Chris is on my back right now. Just so I can you know, see it. <laughs> sure. I don't know if you can yeah. use your use the theater of the mind for <laughs> all of you at home. <laughs> So tall, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, usually students uh, design the shows. They design all the aspects of the shows. Uh, another selling point of uh, joining tech theater. Um, this year, we weren't able to, or just due to people having to drop the class, we didn't have someone to design the set for for this show. So I stepped in and uh, read the script. And yeah, it, it it takes place in a lot of different settings. And mm-hmm. so. Uh, I guess just a personal uh, peeve of mine is I just sort of hate when shows stop in their tracks to to like go to a dim lighting and then you just watch everything slowly switch from a kitchen to a living room on stage, right? And so uh, I always just try to make it uh, my goal and for my designer's goal for for uh, for the design not to slow the the storytelling uh, of the show. So we just um, this show kind of flows from one seen to the others. So uh, things that flow, like I guess fabric came to mind. And so we just sort of were able to use uh, a lot of fabric on stage and just kind of used it uh, to create locations. And it just was, and what's great about it, it's easy to just wrap up quick and take off stage. And uh, we even used it to to hide scene changes behind it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I think, yeah, we did a pretty good job of like keeping the flow of the show and uh, and I just went for like a really simple design because it's a really beautiful story uh, that's um, uh, you know really important to uh, me and a lot of people and I just kind of didn't want to have I didn't want to distract from it so I kind of just we kind of just left it as sort of a big open space that we could tell this beautiful story inside of and so that's that's why uh, uh, we designed it that way. Um, a fun like little story from it. Uh, I was like struggling with what to do with the floor. Like a, it's called like what what floor treatment we wanted to do. I was like, oh, should it be hardwood floor? Should it be like cobblestone? I just couldn't think. I even at one point like was thought of doing uh, 
like a, an abstract, like art, uh, like image, like Heads or on tails it. it at uh, that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. as close as uh, Blackwell can get to conflict, uh, that was it. Cause I don't think he really liked that idea. And I think he's just like, <laughs> yeah. uh, keep thinking about that one. Yeah. And so I was just kind of struggling with it and it was kind of like in the like 11th hour. I think that's the saying, mm-hmm. um, we were walking outside. It, it just snowed out. And we were walking and we we're just talking on our way to our cars as we, as we do every day. And I just saw all these footprints, uh, like freshly made footprints in the snow, like going out to their vehicles and stuff. And I was like, footprints? Because the, the show is like a, a refugee story, you mm-hmm. know? And so, and it's about the journey that refugees take. And so I thought, well, if we had just had like a lot of footprints on stage, it could like represent the like journeys that these refugees go on. And, and I wanted, and then I thought, well, I don't want it to be that obvious. So we, I wanted it to be so many footprints that at first you couldn't really tell that it was footprints, but then when you look close, you're like, oh, those are footprints. And so uh, we had, uh, four students come in on the weekend and we got them to paint each other's shoes and just walk on stage for two <laughs> yeah. hours. And then I hated the colors we chose. I made them paint over it and oh. we did it all over again <laughs> the next week. Oh, and wow. so, yeah. It kind of, yeah, the first attempt looked a little bit like a uh, fall foliage kind of scene. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't fit. You know? right. And again, it was like a good sort of teaching moment too, to be like, you can just start over. If there's the time, it's, you know, take the time to do it right. Yeah, yeah. that's a good like, teaching standpoint it's also good like art standpoint sometimes you just gotta redo something yeah absolutely. but yeah all of the set dressing was was really impressive i loved like the train that was all put mm, together yeah. that i was a big fan of but i've heard tales about this one specific thing uh and i just gotta ask about it how'd you get the dumpster blackwell oh uh, actually this good is question. again chris uh yeah you know <laughs> how'd the... you get the dumpster chris <laughs> uh <laughs> The, well, the first thing is that uh, I just got to say uh, the first time we actually had the dumpster set up in the theater, people were walking in and and were asking us, like, is that a set piece or did you guys just forget a dumpster in here? <laughs> right. Like they thought we might have just like brought a dumpster in for like all the garbage that we were generating. And, and we almost did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we at, at first. Yeah, that was the idea was we were going to just rent a dumpster. And it turns out that is very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like um, both for getting it actually into the theater. And that that seems like it'd be a bit you thought pricey. You were, that too. You thought you were tuning in to listen to us talk about the arts, but actually we're, we're really passionate talk. about waste management. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, Chris just put uh, some feelers out on Facebook to some of the people in the theater community. And there was a, a community theater that had done a show that had a dumpster in it and they, they built it out of wood. And uh, so, you know, it's a, just a very realistically painted and treated dumpster. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a very dumpster looking dumpster. Mm-hmm. I gotta say. I know. Very it tricks me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, Chris, sometimes, I mean, maybe all the time, teachers don't get the recognition they deserve. Do you have any similar uh, experiences with like annoying misconceptions? Or instances Uh-oh, not where me you wish- thinking Blackwell was the one who got the dumpster. What, what poor timing for a question. <laughs> <laughs> or what great timing for a question. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but like what, what instances where you wish you got more recognition for your work, basically? If you <laughs> oh, <Ooh>. um... <laughs> I don't do it for that. Uh, well, do you I do mean, it for yourself, oh, then? people. I mean, kind. Of, I mean, I think when you do this, you 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 
you do it to like entertain a lot of people. And so their applause is that, is that recognition, but also as a theater tech, like we're just very used to not getting the recognition, right? It's, we're not the ones that go out on stage to bow. Uh, most of the like amazing things that uh, techs do on stage and designers is, is, is usually um, kind of subtle in how difficult uh, it is. You know, like I, I can see like an amazing lighting design and, and maybe it's because I've just seen so much theater and then I'll, I'll, I'll ask someone that I went to the show with, well, what do you think of the lighting? And they go like, oh, it was fine. And I'll go, because I don't, just don't, I just don't think that stuff gets as noticed, right? And so yeah. um, I think most people only recognize design and um, the tech on stage when it's bad. You know, you can see that. But when, it's, when you just had a great time watching a show um, and you like, and you're applauding for that cast and you're like, what a great show. Uh, I like to think that it's because you weren't distracted by the design that the design just allowed you to like fall into the story uh, that, that, that that's when we did a good job. Are you and saying so, people take it for granted then? Like of, I guess so. Is, yeah. yeah. But it's like, I, but I don't think that's wrong. Like I don't expect most people to really like compliment but, that. Yeah. Like super yeah. notice it all the time. It's kind of in yeah. service to the story <laughs> in a lot of cases too. Right. And yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah. I think, uh, one of the reasons why I feel like Chris and I work together so well is like, if we were to subtract students out of the equation, now bear with me for a second here. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like I think like the the uh, that recognition or appreciation that you know people talk about, like the main reason why I think we would seek that is more on our students' behalf than on our own behalf, right? Mm -hmm. Like. You know, we want a big audience because there's all these, you know, incredible students who have put in a ton of time and effort. But like for ourselves, I think like even if there was no audience and we just, I don't know, for some reason made a really cool like, you know, performance art theater installation, <laughs> sure. right? If yeah. it was really cool and we were really into it, that would probably be enough, you know? Like if we just thought it was cool, that's 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 plenty. Yeah, for, right. You know? That's a that's a great way to look at everything. Yeah. yeah. I, as a having a long, uh, you know, being in bands for a long time and things like that, if if you're doing it to be like famous, that is a a, a very For silly the exposure. One yeah, might yeah. Say. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not something that's worth chasing down. It's more about just making good art. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's why we started the intro to theater design class. Cause I, uh, it's more interesting to me that the students do everything than, than I take any part in it. You know, like we were kind of, uh, in the middle of the run of this show and I designed the set, but like I, am a quarter excited about a set that I designed than I am about like a set that students design and I got to like help them realize it. You know, that's just, that's a lot more exciting and satisfying to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the process of seeing good art. Exactly. How satisfied, how, how does that oh. satisfaction feeling, you know, like, like when, uh, when, uh, yeah. when students like pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's the best. That's why we do it. Yeah, it's um, like um, we're 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 starting to have that now on the tech side of things. But like, I get to experience that all the time with the acting side of things, right? Like, just seeing students go out and perform these parts that I'm like, you know, like I've worked in professional theater and and things like that, and I'm like, well, you're doing stuff that 
like I couldn't do or the people I know couldn't do and that and you're making choices that I would have never thought of right like that that feeling is always that's what makes this job uh kind of endlessly exciting right totally yeah absolutely now uh blackwell we the students the student body of <laughs> lily and osborne we all know you as the department head of fine art yes indeed here indeed. at lily and this now. crazy guy just read in here <laughs> yeah. oh my god who's this guy <laughs> yeah uh so did you have like any experience with like technical stuff before becoming the head of the drama department uh, I did. Um, so I started the tech theater program at uh, J. Percy Page. <gasps> um, but I don't um, actually know who our rival school is. I don't think we even have one. Yeah, I, I don't I'd say Ailey. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't follow sports. Yeah, you know, uh, I can't even count the number of times where it's just like Lillian Osborne shaking their fists outside of the windows of J. Percy ah. Page. <laughs> Damn you, Panthers! <laughs> um, uh, you know, but uh, when I when I started that program there, it was um, it was kind of in line with my background in improvisation because what I knew of tech theater was the equipment that we had at that school, which was you know thirty to forty years older than the equipment we have at this school. <laughs> it was things that I had seen on stage or things that I um, kind of half remembered from university or things that I would research, and that was about it, right? So um, a lot of it was kind of like people rolling up their sleeves and doing their best, but not really knowing what the like quote unquote sort of proper way of doing it was right. And so, uh, when I came here to Lillian Osborne, it was like, uh, the first couple of years. And I mean, still now there's always, always stuff that I'm learning from Chris that I just like, I'm like, Oh, that's the way you're supposed to do that. Okay. Like <laughs> not this super convoluted way I was doing before. Yeah, exactly. You know, it will be like up in a scissor lift and Chris will be like, uh, you want to tie that with a clove hitch, and I'll just be like, "I know what that is." Can you, <laughs> can you just show it to me again, just so I can like, just to be just sure. to be sure. Yeah, you don't want to. You look so cool doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, like there, like like Chris mentioned before, like there are some aspects that I did have like pretty extensive background in, like um, graphic design, um, sound design, video design, that sort of that sort of side of things, but no, like more on the, like, I don't know, like hands-on practical kind of side of tech theater. It's Mm -hmm. just been like four years of getting a, an education from Chris Dela Cruz. (laughs) Wahoo. Now, uh, has this like impacted your, how, like how you perceive the arts of theater at all? Uh, like working on the tech side of things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Oh, for sure. Like I think, um, I think a lot of we were talking about this during the run of Anonymous, where it's like a, I feel like a lot of uh, theater directors, um, and it's totally fine, like it's totally normal, but like lots of theater directors don't really think too too much about the technical side of things as part of the direction of a play. Um, like they're not thinking about how certain aspects are actually going to work in practical reality, right? And I think having that. Um, having that understanding of what is available to us and uh, how it's going to work on the stage in some rough way um, 
has definitely made me more conscious of uh, how the acting side of things is going to fit into that and how the two can really reinforce and, and help each other. Right. Like they should all be kind of part of one vision. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I know, like when I, when I was a, a wee lad watching the few plays that I did, I was kind of like laser focused tunnel visioned on the acting. Yeah. But like now, now like I have a lot more respect for like every single aspect of it. Like I know specifically when I was leaving anonymous with my friends, we, we pointed out, hey, the sound design was really good. There, like, there's so many aspects that go into it. I feel like that's what that what that's what happens when you like take a fine art course in general. Like, mm-hmm. you start to realize, like, before before if anything, uh, you never realize what goes behind the scenes really Absolutely. until you yeah. actually take the course mm-hmm. or you actually just look into it more. Really. Or if you're just passionate about it, yeah, exactly. you, like do your own research on your own. It doesn't even have to be like through a through a course or anything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But it was like relates to like what we talked before, like the lack of like uh, what we should improve of the fine art, the fine arts in our school, basically, right? So, yeah, I think that's yeah. one of the main influences, maybe, or main attractions. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess just speaking to like a personal story about not knowing what goes on behind the scenes of of something. Like I didn't know what goes on behind the scenes of a play. Like I've I've seen some, you know. And, uh, you know, maybe my parents took me to like the Nutcracker when I was like a little kid, and I was just like, okay, they're dancing, uh, <laughs> cool. Sure, <laughs> sure. Now what? <laughs> Nuts are cracked. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I didn't really know what would happen behind the scenes. And so, my my like first day of theater school, um, I knew nothing. Like, I didn't know enough about theater. And so, I, you sit down, and they and the the class above us puts on this this play. It's called The Calling Demo. Mm-hmm. And uh, what it is, they like write and perform a two-minute play. So it's just like two minutes long. You watch it. It's it's written by a bunch of, you know, 19 to 23-year-old kids. So it's just, it's silly. It's dumb. And, and you watch, you go like, okay, yeah, like, uh, that's fine. But then what they do is they, they over the speakers, they, they put what's being said over a headset. So you hear what's happening behind the scenes. And uh, you don't realize that, that there's just people talking and figuring out what to do next the entire time a play is happening. So all the lights that come on, all the sound, all the set pieces that come on stage, uh, anytime something like lowers or, or goes back up, uh, that's all um, being like orchestrated uh, over a headset by, by a person called the stage manager who's like <laughs> kind of coordinating the whole thing. And so when I heard that, uh, it like, going from someone that uh, never really knew much about theater and, and didn't really think much of it at that point and like hearing that, like I'll be honest, I just sat there and I like wept <laughs> in my seat because it just clicked with me in that moment. It's like I saw God that day and, <laughs> oh, wow. and I just like it wept and sense. just and that's like when it just, yeah, it, it was this, I don't know, really serendipitous moment in my life where I just sat there and just realized like that's just, yeah, it was almost yeah. like a, Maybe that's the closest thing I've ever had to like love at first sight or something like that. Like it <laughs> right. just it just clicked with me so hard that I was just so emotionally overwhelmed by uh, this choice I made. And so, yeah, I think I think just finding out what how things work and I don't know. I guess that's just what humans do. But uh, uh, especially in the arts and just how it's made, as it can be like a really powerful experience. Yeah, so, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. And that's how we start our tech theater class now, actually. Woo. Yeah, yeah, we, we do, do a calling the... demo also. So I, I stole that from Grant McEwen, and we, 
And our we'll students never know. write a silly play for like our first year students. That's awesome. Yeah, so we do that too. Uh, okay, so it's kind of obvious by now, but you both are pretty experienced in the theater. <laughs> do you have any hi- highlights of your pr- respective careers in or maybe outside at Lillian? Hmm. Hmm. I can answer. <laughs> yeah, you can Two quick ones that come to mind. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to. Ugh, there's just so many that rush to mind. Um, just because I've before this was like a freelance theater person, so I would, you know, manage festivals and run lights and and do whatever for like so many different things. And it was never just contained to theater. It'd be you know concerts, uh, um, parties. Uh, uh, you know, plays, uh, whatever, like film crew sometimes. And so, uh, so I'll, I'll name a couple of unique things that I did that were a highlight. So just out of school, I did something called the, uh, I think it was called like the, the elevator festival, or the theater. Ele- I don't know what it was, oh, yeah. but, but it was plays that happened in elevators around downtown. So okay, you would like cool. buy a ticket and then we'd put like two or three audience members in an elevator and then a play would happen in that elevator with the person. So like one was as uncomfortable as someone going into labor, like while you're like trapped in an elevator with them. One was, uh, I was at uh, the CKUA building and we did the like seven levels of hell or seven levels of bleep. And uh, (laughs) a word that we may or may not be able to say (laughs) on this podcast. We'll see. Yeah, seven levels oh, of H-E double not, hockey sticks. If not, we'll edit it out. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, and so every floor was like, the the doors would open and then you would see a scene like right in front of it. So it was like, we had to build like seven scenes in front of every oh. elevator. And so I was the one that had to like use the stairs to like run from one floor <laughs> to one floor as the elevator like went from floor to floor. So I'd, I'd, I'd end up on a floor. I'd have to like, one was like gluttony or something like that. So I had to like, throw money at a person <laughs> and then run to the next floor and like throw blood at somebody and then like run down the stairs to the next floor and, and like help with the costume change or whatever it was. And so that was like a weird, that's when I realized that theater can be anything. Um, so that was one. And then another was imagine just like being on your way to work and getting into that situation. <laughs> yeah. Getting money thrown on you though. Uh, that's, yeah. true. That's, yeah. that's true. That's true. That's I mean, story. hey, I'll silver lining. That. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then and then another one is I got to work as a, a production assistant on the what was Sonic Sonic Boom. Like that like it was uh so I got to I just got this I bracelet. Know this. That's uh, my hyperfixation. Yeah. So my only job was to just uh deliver water bottles in a, a gator. It's like a little go-kart thing to the trailers. And then, uh, and then just basically like just be on call for whenever they needed more water in the trailers. <laughs> okay. for, so I got to just kind of watch the festival and my pass allowed me to go anywhere. So I could, I could be side stage. And so I was side stage for, I was like 10 feet away from uh, Jack White as he performed like seven nation mm. army and like, and, people just go bananas for that song. So I could just watch like on stage watching like tens of thousands of people, uh, you know, go bonkers to that song and then just be like 10 feet away from, uh, him, you know, uh, that's uh, awesome. You know, play music. So, so that was cool. You know, so again, it's just, uh, just to, again, to say like you'd go into theater tech, it can, it can honestly just lead to, to anything. What about sure. you, Mr. Blackwell? Um, so the, f- the funny thing is that I have been teaching since I was 21. 
Okay. I've been teaching for a long time. And so uh, in care to, like... Care to reveal thine age on the... I am 36. So That's it's my quite 15th a while year of teaching. teaching. That yeah. is quite a while. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of my like non-school um, theater experience... Like uh, I mentioned before, like I was, uh, I did uh, improv professionally in, in Regina, but the thing about improv is that like even really good improv or maybe especially really good improv, like as soon as it happens, like I've already forgotten what, <laughs> what was contained within it. Like it just exits your brain immediately. Um, yeah. Um, and then like a lot of the other things that I've done um, were because I was teaching, they were just sort of like weird things on the side. Like uh, I once was, uh, uh, I acted and uh, modeled for the Regina transit system. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, for, for up until three years ago, if you got the route number three uh, transit map, I was still on it. Like going like, like, Whoa. Uh, like this. Whoa. <laughs> you were paid in exposure. That's that, <laughs> it's it's true. And no, in that in that in, no, in that case I was paid also in 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 currency, which is nice. Um in gold doubloons. Yes. Um profit. Yeah, I I I so in terms of like uh a theater experience, like a lot of it just feels like um these weird sort of like side quests that sort of <laughs> happened on my like uh, education or like teaching career. But like as a teacher, um, I, you know, I've, I've had some, some interesting things that I've done. So um, at my previous school, we didn't have a theater at all. And uh, this was the constant sort of uh, challenge of figuring out how to do shows. And so um, the first year that I did a show there, we rented out a, the, the Stanley Milner Library Theater. And then the next two years after that, we uh, rented out the theater at Harry Ainley, our most loathed enemy. We have a lot of enemies. <laughs> Darn them. We yeah. have so many enemies. Um, so, and then my fourth year there, I was like very tired of that whole process of like rehearsing in one space and then picking everything up and going somewhere else. And like, it's really, really challenging, especially like you build things and then you're like, Oh, the things we built don't actually fit through the doors, you know, like those <laughs> sorts of things. Right. So, uh, I really wanted to just do a play in the school. And so, uh, I picked a musical uh, called Big Fish, which is a kind of like, weirdly also based on the Odyssey, uh, kind of like Anonymous was. Okay, <laughs> um, okay. And so the characters kind of travel from location to location, having these different experiences. And uh, so I actually had a dream like I fell asleep and I had a dream and in the dream I dreamt that we were going to do the musical in the halls of the school and then I woke up and I was like that was really a wild dream and then I started immediately like texting the other teachers and I was like could we do this because that, that sounds really cool <laughs> yeah it, it was uh, we we had a really small audience because we could only mm -hmm. take about 40 people at a time so we we did it for 40 people and then we we transformed five different parts of the school into different like sets. And then the audience followed the action as it, oh, that's as awesome. it went through. So that's super cool. Yeah. All right. Now uh, we, 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 I, I would say briefly, but it was a little more than brief. Yeah. Uh, we touched on anonymous earlier, Yeah. which uh, that was, that was fantastic. And uh, we do know that there is a musical coming up this summer, nine to five. That's right. I believe it is. Yes. Um, 
Is there anything you could tell us a bit about that and your guys' involvement? Wait, in is that? it called nine to five? It's called nine, nine to five. Why does that sound like a normal job? Like that's what it is. <laughs> You'll have to come and see it. Yes. What a oh, way wow. to make a living. We're just watching nine people to work for eight hours. <laughs> nine to five hours. Yeah. Doors open at eight forty five. It's a really long show. <laughs> um, well, this is uh this is a fun fact about nine to five, which is that I am like my thing. Fun fact with Jack. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not directing nine to five, so this is my first time in ten years. So I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I will be taking no further questions. The burden is not his <laughs> to bear. Uh, no, uh, uh, this is yeah. It's I'm kind of almost like a weirdly like almost like a producer, I guess. Ooh. Like just like a lot more of the administrative side of things. But big boss. Uh, been smoking a lot of cigars lately. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> putting my feet up on my desk. Uh, uh, saying putting people in pictures. I don't know. Um yeah, so uh I I'm kind of along for the ride as much as any of the students, quite honestly. I just pop my head in from time to time and see things that are happening and go, oh that looks cool. And uh that's a really fun and new experience for me. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. I'm personally looking forward to it. A lot of my friends are acting in it. A lot of my friends are working on it behind the scenes. I'm very looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, Miss Hodgson, uh, she's going to yeah. kill it. So. Yeah. I'm probably going to go closing night yeah, some uh, of the, so I can see the speeches. I almost feel, already. I mean, I'm sure the students are having a good time, but I kind of like almost feel like I, I'm, I'm happy I'm not them. <laughs> you feel bad for them? No, well, because the choreography is like so yeah, incredible. I've heard that it's a lot, but it's like way more intense than like my thirty-seven-year-old body could ever handle. <laughs> oh, and so they all—they're—they're they're all having a great time. Like it's going to be an amazing show. But it is like the show is going to be just so packed with awesome stuff. I don't know how they're doing it in the amount of time that they have. And so, uh, yeah. So it's. Um, it's gonna be a wonder. Yeah, it, it's gonna be just a great show, and yeah, uh, and so wanna... we're just we're gonna start getting busy, uh, and we're gonna take like a couple week break, um, break and recover boy. from from anonymous, and then we're <laughs> gonna get started on uh, the set and costumes and lighting for awesome. for nine to five. And uh, do you want to reveal the, the 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 secret thing about the set? Ooh, well, I have is to that now. Be now. Yeah, you have to <laughs> here on here live. It's not live. Here or it'll be recorded. a post. It'll be a post credit scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> post credit yeah. scene. I gotta put on my Thanos makeup. To be clear, <laughs> Chris is already in half Thanos makeup. Skull as we speak. Yeah, I look like kind a, of, like a weird, grimace, like a little, yeah, weird little <laughs> raccoon. Grimace. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, with the show, we are going to the set. Again, like how I was talking about how I like smooth uh, transitions between mm -hmm. scenes. So, so what we're going to do with this is we're going to have a, a a thing called a revolve. And so, what that is, it's it's the floor will have like this kind of big rotating. There's like a big rotating circular platform in the middle of the stage. Wait, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's <laughs> going to be one of those like. Like, it's like a big turntable. Yeah, like a revolving yeah, exactly. door without the door. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like a really. lazy you, you Susan, through, but yeah, like a lazy giant. Lazy giant Susan. Yeah, That's lazy tall so Susan. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, and then we'll be able to have a wall in the middle of it, and then... Is it just me? I've never seen something like that. Maybe you haven't. No, me neither. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's super cool. cool. That's cool. Come, you may you may cry like, you like might, I did that one time. You might have to go watch 9 to 5 now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Would you guys say that the demands of a play 
are different than the demands of a musical or is it around the same uh, ballpark? Yeah, musical is a lot more intense IMO. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just uh, you have the same amount of acting that you have to, to direct and mm-hmm. the same amount of figuring out, you know, where people are going on stage and characterization and all that, but then you also have singing and dancing. And so it's it's really like it's no wonder that like a lot of the time musicals are directed by three people, right? Like there's a, a music director, a choreographer and a, and a, and a director. Right. And, um, in a high school, a lot of that time, a lot of the time that's one person. And so, um, big burden. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's just, uh, it's, it's a sprint. It's, it's, it's really intense. So yeah. it's not to say that like directing a play is easy, but it's definitely, uh, a different speed, I would say. Right. Yeah. And on the tech side, yeah, musicals are usually uh, just a lot more like grander, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Because uh, the big difference is that actors in a musical have to wear microphones. And so now you're dealing with like 16 individual microphones. And that's, you put the that's wire a lot of work. In the costume. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There's that. There's a lot more lighting usually. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, no. not to say one is like better than the other. A lot of people hate musicals. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of them until, you know, I pretty close to directing my first one. So, Wait, which one do you prefer then? Between the two? Yep. Oh, I think it's kind of a tie. I I love I love both. It's almost you like have to I love one, though. If I had <laughs> yeah, to choose like, are one, are you saying yeah. this just because this is on a podcast or is, are you being genuine? No, no, no. I'm um uh, I'm I'm usually pretty genuine. Um, <laughs> You're calling me fake now? <laughs> I like your shoes. I, like uh, shoes. <laughs> uh, I get that a lot, actually. Actually, those shoes are red. Yeah. <laughs> They're also red. They- Faye, if you're just hearing this now, uh, you, you you're, should probably... You missed the boat. You're yeah. super late. Uh, for those at home, to get the picture, uh, just imagine Sonic the Hedgehog's shoes, but cooler and awesome and really, really cool. And actually. <laughs> um, I think... Uh, because the plan going forward is like uh, like this year I directed the play, Miss Hodgson's directing the musical. I think we're probably going to alternate is kind of the plan. Um, I think it just like kind of activates different parts of your brain. Like when I was in high school, I definitely, even though I, I did do musical theater for one year, um, you know, I was much more into that like, weirder sort of the weirder sort of stuff that you can do with like plays and one acts and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, working on anonymous and like getting to go to the digital music class and saying like, I want the soundtrack to sound like uh, blade runner or whatever. (laughs) Like (laughs) that, that is, uh, demand. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's cool. And that's not something you typically get to do with musicals where (laughs) usually it's like, you're just trying to make it as like spectacular as possible. Right. Yeah. So it just kind of like activates different parts of your brain, but I also love musical theater. I love going to see musicals and I love directing them. So, um, you know, next year when I'm working on a musical, theoretically like that will, I'll probably be like, I love musicals, please get out of here. <laughs> yeah. There's such different things, you know, it's, uh, like, a like I, I beast. yeah, I can enjoy like a black and white indie film as much as like a Marvel movie. Like I, I, I want I want to keep both. Yeah, yeah. maybe not Marvel movies <laughs> currently, but like <laughs> yeah. the ones, the old, or maybe not yeah. the superhero uh, the good movies. Ones, the, yeah, the, the classics. classics. Francis exactly. Ha and Quantum Mania. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Those um, two. Those are my desert island movies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, so 
Me personally, I've been indulged pretty much in the whole conversation. Oh, Basically absolutely. Lost, lost track of time. If I am yes, it does seem like that. <laughs> yeah. It has been a bit over an hour. Okay. Quite over a bit. Hour. But I'd in. say that is a good thing. Yeah, sure. Lovely comment. Having a good time. To wrap today's se- session, thank you guys for the phenomenal responses on our questions. Most importantly, I had a lot of fun listening to them. Um, we have a conclusionary message or question, I think, or maybe even like a demand. Maybe both. A demand. A threat. <laughs> a threat. A threat. A threat. A threat. I'm, I'm conclusionarily confused. <laughs> yeah, no. It's from your, from your lovely, lovely tech students. Oh, oh from okay. your guys. Yeah. Okay. guys. Our guys. Jay just wants to know why you let them suffer. I, <laughs> <laughs> there's probably like one person who would like, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I, think I have some guesses. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, uh, any honorable students you'd like to mention as well, maybe? Oh, wow. It's like choosing your favorite. Such a, such a loaded question. You can pick your favorites or your least favorites. And then you tell you. No one will know which. Well, I mean, Ryan, you're my least favorite student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan's pretty lame. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Uh, Shame you had to hear about this now. Yeah. Don't look at school zone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't actually teach Orion. Yeah. There is no you, Ryan. There's no Ryan. There's no such thing as Ryan. There's, Ryan, um, I can't believe you faked why do Ryan. They I think, yeah, they don't. That's like the, if there's a viewer or sorry, a listener who's, uh, who's, whose name is Ryan. If you are viewing this, uh, please tell us how. We're very interested in the the dark magic you hold. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Do they they suffer? I don't know. Because you got to earn every yard. Yeah. You got to fight for every inch. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I think think we ask a I think we ask a lot of our students. Like, we, we want our stuff to be really, really good. But... I don't see that as suffering. I see that as like, um, we have a good time doing stuff. That's of a really high quality. You know, it's, it's, I'm, it's the same for, for you guys in this podcast, right? It's like, you could just set up, uh, a blue snowball in the middle of the hallway and we could all like crouch around it. But no, Mr. O he's got, he's got the, the he's got the, yeah. And he wants to be good, you know? Yeah. You're not suffering. You're just you're just doing like it. We're just down on us. Like, yeah. like We're just having here. a conversation. Yeah. Uh, Mr. O is actually right now in the other room looking through the glass, staring us down. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're a bit crunched for time. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Thank you both of you so much for, for coming on today. This was, I'd say, a great deal of fun. Um, we learned a lot about the both of you. I learned a lot, especially. Yes, yeah. especially. Yeah. That's oh. what we do here. Yeah. It is a school after all. We got to plug yeah. multiple multiple projects, multiple things. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having us on. Yeah, Spoke thanks for about us. our enemies and our rivals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're on so, what? You're on blast. Yes. So any, anything else, you guys? Or is that, did you hit the button? <laughs> Great. Awesome. <laughs> I thought we were done. Is there anything you guys want to say before we wrap this up go see nine to five go see nine to five june first to third there it is go see nine to five yeah and other fine arts events okay thanks bye goodbye Bye. we couldn't have done this without our content producers chantal choga and marissa rahman and our amazing technical producer editor and music producer sandeep singh and of course once again a big thank you to mr o mr badke and mr zane for making the lowdown podcast possible 
Make sure to tune in next time on Season 4, Episode 3, where we get the lowdown from our student council president. I'm your host, Mustafa Olam, and just remember, be legendary.